Shalom Aleichem, everyone. We want to speak a little bit more about Pesach and about the Lela Seder, the reading of the Haggadah in Lela Seder. And I think that there is um, a lot of great information that many of us are, we never been exposed to. We never, never had the privilege and the merit that uh, knowledge to be shared with us even if it's like simple things but um, can be so meaningful so for an example um, there is a great conversation that is um, actually kind of gemara uh, it's um, it's been adjusted a little bit for the Haggadah of Pesach but that's kind of uh, what that we can find and see in the in the gemara a tale maaseh story about Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon that they were all gathered in Bnebrak in a city named Bnebrak and they were telling means talking about Yetziat Mitzrayim Kolato Alayla during that night so in that night that was the 14th uh, night of um, of the month of Nisan 14th night Yudalet ben Nisan and they were keeping that mitzvah of telling about Yetziat Mitzrayim. We have an obligation in that night to tell the stories of the wonders and miracles that Hashem made and that took place in the life of our ancestors in, in Egypt before the redemption and while the redemption and after coming out of Egypt into Mount Sinai and receiving the Torah. So. They kept that mitzvah sitting and talking all night long about the wonders of coming out of Egypt, Exodus. Till their students came and told them, Rabotenu, our teachers, our rabbis, it's the time to say Kiachma of the morning. It means that the night was past and that's it. And then we are hearing one very interesting saying of Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah said something very interesting. He said, Hare ani keben shiv'im shana. I am as a 70 years old person. Why does Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah saying, I am as a person who is 70 years old? So if you read the Gemara, if you read the, the Haggadah fast, it seems as if Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is saying, I'm 70 years old, I'm old. But the truth is that from the wording of his text, you can see that he's saying, I am as a 70 years old person. He doesn't say that he's 70. Now, there is a story in the Gemara that there was, um, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was the prince of Israel in his generation. And there was a great... Um, argument in his days the prince of Israel that was the prince before of him was Rabban Gamliel and Rabban Gamliel was a bit strict and there was arguments political arguments um, you can say or that there were like halachic arguments from side of the scholars who was searching and looking for their most um, um, like 
everyone with his approach, with his life understanding of how Torah should be delivered to, to the public, they were looking for the best prince for the people of Israel. Now, Rabban Gamliel was the prince of Israel in their days, but there were great debates between Rabban Gamliel to Rabbi Yoshua. And there was a great argument, there was a big gigantic argument, we won't get into it, that in the end of that argument, Rabban Gamliel was, um, the crown of leadership was taken from him for a certain while. Now, in that time, they were looking for someone else to replace him, someone else to be the one uh, to take the position, to be the Prince of Israel. And they chose Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Now the problem was that Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, he was 18 years old. He was only 18. He was already a great sage and he was so wise and talented and gifted and he was amazing. He was the one for the job. He was an amazing person. But he was only 18. So they felt like it's... He didn't felt comfortable to like go up on that stage and uh, and rule the world of Torah, the public of Israel, the great scholars of that generation when he's only 18 years old and in that like sorrow and like thoughts of him being humbled about his position even though he was chosen uh, based on his rights and on his privilege um, he felt wrong about that, that now we're being we're replacing an elder sage, Rabban Gamliel, uh, the great-grandson of Hillel Hazaken, in someone like me that I'm only 18 years old and look young. So in that night, there was a wonder, a miracle took place. In the night before he took the crown of, of leadership of the people of Israel, and 18 um, straight lines of gray hair of white hair grew on his beard. In one night, his beard became with stripes of white. So he was as 70 years old. So Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is telling us on that time that he became as a 70 years old person. And he was not really 70 years old. He was just as a 70 years old person because he was 18 but his beard became white for the honor of Rabban Gamliel not to be disgraced. By the way, after a while um, they came to a certain settlement, a certain agreement and they didn't and they wanted to bring Rabban Gamliel back to his position but they did not want to reject Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah that haven't done anything wrong so why that he will be kicked out of his position as well so they decided that every one of them will give the speech in the other Shabbat like the the Prince of Israel was talking and giving a main class of Torah every Shabbat so instead of one of the princes to give the class each Shabbat one gave a speech this Shabbat and one gave a speech in the other Shabbat and they were like switching roles. In few other places you can see in the Gemara that that question is being asked who Shabbat was that of? Like 
that Shabbat was of Rabban Gamliel or that Shabbat was of Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria? Was it said in his drasha or in that drasha? So, after that nice introduction, explaining a little bit of our history of who Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria was, a drop in the ocean, he said, I am as a 70 years old person, and until that time, we, the people of Israel, never said Yetzmi'at Mitzrayim at nights. What does it mean? At nights, we're saying Kriyat Shema. All the people of Israel are saying Kriyat Shema each night. The last portion that we read in Kriyat Shema is of Parashat Tzitzit. About the Parashat Tzitzit, the last portion of the Kriyat Shema is talking about Parashat Tzitzit, about the Tzitziot, that we were. Tzitziot, that we were. So, in that parasha, in that portion, <clears throat> there, there, the, the topic of Yetziat Mitzrayim, of coming out of Egypt, is being discussed. So, Till that day, the people of Israel were not saying that portion of Yetziat Mitzrayim and of Tzitzit in Kriyat Shema at evening. In the mornings, it was exactly like we're saying today. But at nights, they were not mentioning Parashat Tzitzit. So they were not mentioning Yetziat Mitzrayim as well. The reason why they were not mentioning Mitzvah Tzitzit was because that we are not commanded to wear Tzitzit at night. We are commanded to wear Tzitzit during the day, but not during the night. So because that there is no obligation to wear Tzitzit at night, therefore um, the people of Israel till that time that Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is talking about they were not saying Kriyat Shema with that part of Tzitzit um, at night because there was no obligation towards Tzitzit. So therefore there was no need to mention and remind the people towards Tzitzit at night. So therefore he's mentioning that until that night they were not talking about Yetzirat Mitzrayim at nights until Ben Zoma, the righteous man that his name was Ben Zoma, said, And here we're moving to another topic, a very nice topic as well that I wanted to, that we can explain and go further, but that's not the one that I wanted to share. I want to um, let you know that the Haggadah is holding a lot of wisdom, and there is great, great knowledge within any part that we read. And it's a known thing that it's better to learn shorter amounts, smaller amounts, with the right intention, than to do much, much more and more and more without understanding what we're doing. So definitely it is important and it's a great lesson to read all the Agadah and to say all the Agadah of Pesach. But for some of us, we might find it too long for us to focus. So therefore, it's much, much more important for the person to try to understand what he's reading. So even if everyone on the table are running and keep on reading and everyone are like 
speeding up to the next part and to the next portion and to the next dish, you can slow down a little bit and to try to understand what's going on in that text or in another text. Every one of us should stop and to try to see which points of the Agadah are talking to you deep to your heart. Because Hashem said, Betoch ami anuchi yoshavet. I live among my people. I am with you, inside of you. The verse is saying, Asuli mikdash v'shachanti betocham. Build the temple for me and I will live inside of you, Hashem is saying to the children of Israel. So remember, Hashem is with you. Now you sit and there is a great holy day and there are many mitzvot. Don't forget about Hashem. Don't be busy with the table. Don't be busy with the guests. Don't be busy with the cups of wine. With the... Don't be busy with all the details. Try to meditate. Try to focus. Try to increase the level of your awareness to a level of attachment to the maker of the universe for you to spend the night with him, for you to spend the seder with the maker of the universe, for you to be able to express your heart and to share your thoughts and your feelings with the one who said and created the world. The sayings and the speeches and the words and the, the, the decrees of the maker of the universe are creating and shaping and also changing the shape of the world. In any moment that you're attaching yourself to Him in prayer, that you're calling Him and you're sharing with Him and you're telling Him and you're asking from Him, He can answer your requests. He can deliver and bring great redemption to the world. He can change the face of the universe forever. And a person that is unaware to what that goes on around him, a person that is like distracted and busy and overwhelmed with obligations and things and cups and noises and, and smells and people and jokes and stories on the table and she's dating him and he's dating her and conversations, you disconnected yourself from the maker of the universe. Now, again, it is time for family. It is time for a good social gathering. It is time to be attached to people and to find people and to tell them about Yetziat Mitzrayim and to hear from them about their faith and understanding of Yetziat Mitzrayim. But while you do all the great things you do, please don't pull yourself away from the maker of the universe. Please don't take yourself away from your inner connection through your soul to the endless spring of goodness that lives within you, the maker of the universe himself. He's so close to us and he's closest to the ones who are calling him with truth. And the way to call him is in simplicity. You can even talk within your own mind, within your own heart, to talk to the maker and to tell him, I want this Lela Seder to go in great holiness, in, in, in great harmony. I want to feel connected. I want to smell you, Hashem. I want to feel you. I want to feel connected to you. I want to understand the Agadah. Prepare yourself with some individual prayer before the Seder to be part of the spiritual work and to enjoy the great spiritual bounty 
that is being shared with the people of Israel in that night when we were all saved and redeemed from the jaws of, of, of the Egyptians, of the ancient nation of the Egyptians, that on them, on the ancient Egyptians, it says in the Gemara that Egypt was like fishermen's net that is emptying the stomach of the ocean from fish. They were a nation that was swallowing nations. They were capturing nations and taking them, consuming them, swallowing them, taking them to be their slaves and, and denying them, erasing them, killing them, demolishing them one after the other. And they tried to do the same with the people of Israel. But because that the people of Israel had strong ties in their legacy and their ancestors Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov were promised by the Maker for their children to be saved from Egypt, to be redeemed, the merit and the privilege of the ancestors stood for their grandchildrens and they were all saved and received the Torah in the desert of Sinai and then been blessed to walk their long way towards the Holy Land of Israel and to inherit that as well. And even though that until today we're still struggling and even though that empty people are still claiming to to some ownership of this hope that belongs to us, the promise of the Maker of the Universe will never, ever fade and will never dissolve. The truth is a witness and will never change. There is only one truth, the truth that has been revealed in the Bible. The Torah Kedusha is telling us that the land was promised to Abraham and Abraham inherited it to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak received the blessing and the promise and oath from the Maker himself. And definitely Yitzchak is already not part of the nation of Ishmael, because Ishmael was the son of Abraham, but not the son of Yitzchak. And Yitzchak was blessed after Abraham to keep carrying the blessing of the Holy Land and the great supervision of the Maker on his children to be blessed for good. And then that blessing moved to Yaakov, the child of Yitzchak, and not to Esav, the other child of Yitzchak. And from Yaakov the blessing passed on to the twelve tribes, Shivtei Israel, the tribes of Israel. And we are the children of Israel spread among the nations and until today struggling to find our way back there is no other nation like the nation of Israel who went to such dark and complex exile of over 2,000 years and still keeping the same beautiful tradition based on the great legacy of our ancestors Jewish people that spend the last thousand years in Yemen, great Jews who spend the last over 1,000 years in 
Poland or in Eastern Europe came to the Holy Land of Israel back after 2000 years of exile from Spain, from, 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 from Italy, from Europe, from Russia, even from the Far East lands like China and all carrying one book the Old Testament and the only Testament and the words of the sages in the Mishnah and the Talmud the Gemara Kedusha, and everyone are holding and keeping the same halacha the same Jewish rule and holding the same tradition celebrating the days of Hanukkah the days of Purim the days of Pesach of Sukkot and Shavuot celebrating all the holy occasions by the Jewish calendar while being totally separated with no ways of communication for over 2,000 years. There were no phones, no mobiles, no televisions, no emails, no internet, no newspapers. And the Jewish people kept their tradition and kept their torch flaming in great light. And that great torch of illumination is the expression of our inner faith in one maker, in Hashem, the God of Israel, Hashem Elokei Israel, that He is the King of the universe, that He is our King. So thank God that the maker of the universe that revealed Himself to us, that spoke to us from Mount Sinai, and told us, I am Hashem, your God. Don't replace me with no other God. He is the one that, to His light, we're still marching and will continue forevermore. And may the great holidays of Passover will pass in great happiness and toward the great redemption, the eternal redemption, we're marching to experience and enjoy the resurrection of the dead and the whole wide world, great redemption, surrounded with all our beloved ones in our days in great health and happiness with a happy heart and a wishing soul. Amen. Thank you so much.